This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by not associating with pedophiles. Not associating with pedophiles. A, a surefire way to not get accused of anything like weird. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively run podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I am your host, Tab Burt, and with me today, a pedophile enabler, Tony from Hacktown Movies. What? 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 What did I do? Did you or did you not have a certain fat Italian pedophile on your show on Friday? Uh, Okay, okay. Here's a question for you, Tab. Did you or did you not... Go on a lovely lunch with us. <laughs> uh, I was at a lovely lunch with with Mint and Riley, <laughs> and, and you and Vito were down at the other end of the table. <laughs> you know that that place near me that for some reason has parties every Saturday, every Saturday. <laughs> Because I went there again. I'm like, well, surely communion. Surely they can't have two parties. I'm like, communion season's done, I think. We should be fine. Uh, then me and my friend Joey C went there, and it was the Kentucky Derby. So everyone was there for the Derby, and there was mm. a Derby party. And I was like, Jesus. I'm like, I'm not coming here on Saturdays anymore. I'm anymore. Not doing- uh- <laughs> Saturday, Saturday, I was on my way to work, and... The highway was all backed up, and I was like, well, that's fine. I'll cut through the park. I was on my motorcycle, and, you know, every so often I'll cut through the park anyway because it's, like, a real nice, peaceful drive, Mm -hmm. beautiful scenery, Forest Park. And so I'm, like, cruising through Forest Park, and there's all these people dressed up, and I'm looking at – and most of the time when I ride through the park, there's at least one wedding party taking their photos at, like, the art museum Mm -hmm. or the, like, Grand Pavilion or whatever – and so I'm like riding past and I'm looking at these people and I'm like, that's weird. All these bridesmaids are wearing like different dresses and they're not coordinated at all. <laughs> and there's a lot more weddings than normal. Yeah. And then I, and then it finally like suddenly occurred to me, I was like, oh, it's prom. It's prom season. <laughs> all these people are here to take their prom pictures. And the fucking part, the whole park was a parking lot. At one point, so it's like, a, you know, Two lane road, one lane going each direction. And there's like a party bus that's parked up in front of somewhere yeah. where there are a bunch of people taking photos. So oncoming traffic is just gridlocked. Like they're not moving at all. Oh, and Jesus. so they're trying to U turn behind this bus, which is causing my direction of traffic to back up. So I just did the only thing that I could do, which was get in the oncoming traffic lane, ride straight up to the bus, <laughs> and cut in line. And I and the, the people look at me like, yeah, it was a dick move, but I kind of had to get to work. And yeah. also, I'm small and maneuverable, so you're just fucking jealous. <laughs> and I did that. I like I wove in and out of parking and all kinds of shit. My to get out of that park is like I should have fucking stayed on the highway. It's ridiculous. <laughs> for, and, and then I was like, yeah, thanks. Head for the heads up, everyone that like lives in St. Louis for not letting me know that. Like, hey, by the way, around prom season, Forest Park becomes an unpassable yeah. nightmare. Yeah, there's places around here where like prom season or like even like yeah. union season, it'll just fill up and you're like, I'm not going out today. Fuck this. Yeah, that I mean Tulsa had uh, a Woodward Park was always, you know, cram packed mm. during prom season. Like I and but you you know, you're like, ah, oh, it's May. Don't go to Woodward Park on Saturday because mm. that's gonna be prom like 
every school is having their prom on uh, it on some Saturday in May. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that was uh yesterday was my birthday. I happy birthday. The, thank you. I went to the uh Botanical Gardens and spent the afternoon in the Botanical Gardens getting sunburnt and looking at all <laughs> You of look these. very sunburnt. I wasn't yeah. going to say anything. I was like, maybe that's just the camera. And then you're like, no. I got sunburn. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, you look like it. <laughs> yeah, I got I got there and it was supposed to it was supposed to rain yesterday. It was supposed to rain all day. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to see all these glass sculptures in the rain. And then it like stormed from 5 a.m. until about 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then it was a beautiful sunny day for the rest of the day. That's so I'm good. like, I'm pulling up and and I'm contemplating like the fact that I'm going to be walking around without any sunscreen on. I'm like, <laughs> ah, I don't really want to go home and get sunscreen. I'll just I'll just suffer. And that's and I did. And I just suffered. <laughs> now I uh, the the episode I just put out with uh, the Batman where I'm dressed up like Batman. Yeah. Uh, so I filmed three reviews that day. And a couple of weeks ago, I released the Holes review. That was filmed last that day. And you see in that review, I'm like, my arms are like beat red because I didn't mm. put anything on. But you see me throughout the two Batman reviews. It just gets hotter and hotter. And then in Holes, I'm just red. I'm like, oh, fuck. At least my head was covered with the fucking mask. Although I'm surprised the- you didn't have like a mouth burn. <laughs> I will say the uh, the next one, Batman Returns, because I'm wearing like a Batman onesie. I took the latex mask off and put the hood on. Because the entire time that Batman review, my head is on fucking fire whenever a cloud wasn't in front of the sun. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, remember that scene? I have to ignore the fact that my hair is burning. I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. Uh, that's Ugh. funny. But it was worth it because we got a Batmobile. So it was worth it to have that in the background. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that was worth it. That yes. was why I tuned in. I was I was just like, that's a cool Batmobile. It was. <laughs> and then they're going to talk about a Batman movie that I don't care for. <laughs> Got a lot I, of fun facts. I rewatched uh I rewatched mm. the be- like the Burton Schumacher Batmans mm. for the first time last year, for yeah, the first time since Batman Begins came out. Yeah. Like it had been 15 years since I'd watched any of them. And uh I got to say I really don't care for Batman or Batman Returns. Although it's funny cuz the guy who well, who wrote most of the first movie before the writer the writer strike, which should be coming up Whoa. later. Yeah, because that movie was affected by a writer strike tab. That's why the third act is kind of all over the place. Uh, he ended up writing a comic and he created the character of Henry Ducard, which ended up in Batman Begins. So it's funny how like that movie indirectly influenced a later movie that was a lot better. Um, but yeah, I'm glad he had a good birthday. Even though yeah, he got too. sunburned. Uh, I got a tattoo. Oh, nice. Yep. What is that? It's a kapla. Oh, okay. Uh, I went to karaoke the other night. I told you part of the story. I'm not going to tell that part on the internet. Uh, but I almost witnessed a bar fight of the two most annoying people in the world. It didn't happen. So some, some girl brought her like super right wing boyfriend who I guess felt insecure that, you know, there were liberals there, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he kept wanting to bring in politics into everything. Jesus. Everything. Just fucking and sing your terrible songs. Not, and not even shut orga- the fuck up. Not even organically. If you would be talking, he's like, Yeah, you know, that's why I have a gun. You have a gun, right? And they're like, These people are like, No, I don't really like guns. Yeah, but you know, you could understand why I'd want one. I'm like, Oh my God, dude. <laughs> dude, stop. 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 And then I shit you out. So the bartender from earlier that night, 
her shift was done. Tab, when she's done being a bartender, uh, this isn't a lie, she becomes a clown. She's apparently a clown. <laughs> so her shift okay. was done. She sits at the bar. Oh, she also has an OnlyFans. She let me know that, too. Oh, uh, okay. So she sat at the bar, and she put, like, a frilly collar on. And I was like, what? She's like, I'm a clown. Uh, she's like, what do you do? And I'm like, you know, the same thing. I kind of do the same. I'm basically a clown. Uh, and then she started making balloon animals for people. <laughs> But that super fucking pe- surreal. It was it was actually pretty. So not only does she get tips from selling people drinks, by the time the karaoke starts, uh, it's like eleven or twelve. Her shift is done. Everyone's hammered. They start tipping her again for the for balloon, balloon animals. animals. And I'm like, this is a racket. And then she mentions her OnlyFans, where I'm sure she gets more money. I'm like, this is a racket. This broad's got going on here. Anyway, she caught wind of what the guy was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was so far in the opposite direction. So when this guy's talking about a bunch of right wing things, you know, she'd probably be like, hey, buddy, let's keep <clears throat> politics out of it. Like, hey, can we not talk about that right now? No, she decided to start screaming a cab over and over and over and over again. <coughs> like and an autistic. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Oh and God. then they started fighting with each other and arguing and arguing. And then all her friends <sighs> decided to team up with her. But like. Then the then the guy's girlfriend comes over like, hey, what happened? And they're all like lying. They're like, he came over and started like saying all this stuff. And I'm like, no, he came over. It was kind of annoying. He didn't come out the bat with that shit. You guys, I had to tell the girlfriend. I'm like, no, your boyfriend was being kind of an asshole. But also these guys got way too. It was just two of the worst types of people colliding. Yeah. And I'm like, I, here's the here's the answer. Everyone's the bad guy in the situation, except for me, who was just sitting back and being like, I don't know who any of these people are. I have no interest <laughs> in siding with either of them. <laughs> God, I hate people that like make politics their personality and have nothing yeah. else to talk about. Oh, yeah. So miserable. Dude, I, I it was funny because I, I told him a joke that he didn't get with the gay guy at the bar. I so everyone there was like covered in tattoos. Speaking of your tattoo, just head to toe in tattoos. And the guy looks at me and he's just like, do you have any tattoos? And like in front of all these girls and this gay guy, I'm like, nah, I get along with my dad. And like (laughs) and his girlfriend, by the way, his girlfriend had just got done showing the sleeve of Disney tattoos she had. So it went over his head and then the gay guy behind him, which I kept calling Chad Boogie because he actually looked like Boogie if Boogie was like happy. Uh. Uh, Like he's still heavy set, but not morbidly. Uh, and his teeth are normal and it looked like he was having a good time. Uh, I'm like, well, we got Chad Boogie. I told that joke and he like teared laugh. He almost fell to the floor because like it went over everyone's head and he got it right away. <laughs> he was like, yeah, leave my dad get along. He's like, what, what, what? Uh, that's uh, funny. And then I sang Tenacious D and I went home. Uh, so that, that's, what's been up with me, Tab. Apparently Tenacious D had a concert in St. Louis yesterday. Oh. I didn't go because uh, I, I don't think I've ever heard a Tenacious D song. Really? Yeah. They're fun. The movie's fun, too. I, I, like the old show. I hate Jack Black so much. I hate him. He's uh, like, he went from, he went from like, I found him somewhat entertaining mm. to kind of just being like, meh, to now I just white hot hate him. And I kind of like <laughs> hate old movies that he was in that I liked. Like I, I don't know, I, man. You'll never get me to stop loving Saving Silverman. I can't do it. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that movie. I actually have watched on Comedy Central. Yeah, I actually haven't watched pretty much any of his new stuff besides 
Mario. I think that's the only thing I've yeah. seen recently of his. Um, oh, uh, we're, we're now we're now twins, Tab. Yeah, we're both. Uh, we've both now been featured on Cringe of the Week. Oh, was that featured on Cringe of the Week? You didn't know? No, I haven't. No. <laughs> Apparently, your your cat attacked you and then started fighting other cats. Yeah, that was the Cringe of the Week on Sunday. Nice. Yeah, so we're we're both on cringe of the week. I probably we won't. I probably won't make it to that point point in the show because they'll start talking about Chad Zumach for the millionth time, and I'll just be <laughs> like, "Yeah, not interested in any more of this." Uh, but no, uh, because I was cracking me up, like, "Oh, good, tap tap join me." Because like a month back, I got featured on fucking cringe of the week. Nice. <sighs> Again, noticed. Yes, and. Um, yeah, I guess one last thing. It's just uh, right now, I think I'm getting a uh, I'm going to start a new career in uh, graphic design because mm-hmm. me designing Vito's merch has been talked about on multiple shows for multiple weeks and uh, really get my name out there. I, I designed an, uh, a best selling shirt. Isn't that amazing? That whole thing is an embarrassment. <laughs> Just an embarrassment. Yo, if you need any shirts made, Tab, I'll make you some years when I don't get shirts. I actually had an idea. We had this idea for a shirt. I guess we should we should re- resurrect it, but it was going to be like the five of us. Yeah, our signatures down below it, like in <laughs> in, in in an art piece. Kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's get into some issues. What's your issue yes. this week, Tony? Here's what I don't get, Tab. Rushed origins. Now, Tab, th- this might shock you. Breaking news. Uh, James Gunn called me the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. He he wants me to help write his new Superman movie. Okay, but you know we we've already we 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 know who Superman is. So I came up with a great origin for Superman tab. Okay, so he's already an adult when he leaves Krypton, mm-hmm. and then and then his his pod crashes in, into Metropolis. And he pops out. He's like, "Whoa, where am I?" And he, he like runs into a store, and he he puts a, a shirt on, a jersey that has an S on it, because the I don't know the the the, the Metropolis team are called the Supers or whatever. I don't know. Uh, and then at that time, an alien is attacking Tab. As soon as he arrives on Earth, an alien is attacking. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. And he's like, you know what? I got to help these people. And he's like, oh, well, oh my God, I'm flying. I guess the sun made me fly. I'm going to go punch that alien. This is real embarrassing. The alien punches him and he flies out of the city into someone's yard and he gets tangled up in their laundry. And then he's got like this red blanket on his back. And he's like, oh, I got tangled in this blanket. I don't got time to take it off. I got to go fight that alien. So he goes back and he he fights the alien and beats it. And then he lands and everyone's like, hey, this is a Superman. This is a Superman. He's like, yeah, I know. Uh, but then he's just like, what am I going to do? I don't know anyone here, but in the, in the, the fighting, uh, a guy died, a guy who just came to Metropolis. He's like, what's this guy's name? Clark Kent. Uh, apparently he works here. I'll just wear his outfit and I'll take his identity. And then, and then, then he's in, uh, the daily planet. And this all happens, uh, in two hours. Um, and then the rest of the movie happens. What do you think about that origin? I think it's awful. It feels kind of rushed, right? Yeah. Feels like that's probably stuff that should have happened, like spaced out or whatever. In its own movie. Yeah. 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 
Uh, so I'm reviewing Last Crusade. <laughs> um, and I watched the beginning of Last Crusade. And it always bothers me. Like, it, it just, I hate the beginning of Last Crusade where it's like, yeah, he likes to adventure and he sees a guy who... And he really like somehow Indiana Jones took note of what that guy was wearing, and it really really uh, struck a resonated chord with, with him. him, huh? It really resonated with him. It really resonated with him. And then, oh, then Indiana Jones he he doesn't like snakes, but when he's on this circus train, he accidentally falls into the snake pit, and then he doesn't like snakes. And then the next thing, oh, he's got a there's this line. How do I get rid of this line? Oh, let me grab this bullwhip. To get rid of this lion eye, I, I accidentally hit myself in the face. Now I have this scar. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, guys, it's so annoying. It mostly happens in, like, sequels that want to do a flashback to, mm-hmm. to answer questions you've never asked before in your life. Um, and it's it's annoying every goddamn time. It's like, well, I, I never wanted to know where he got his whip or anything, but I assume these are traits that he acquired through his years of adventuring. Nope. Not, it not got them all in one train in 10 one, minutes. One, one train, one train, one, one busy afternoon of Boy Scouting led to him becoming Indiana Jones. See, I feel like you can do that. They did that even in full-length movies. The Han Solo movie, they like... Yes. That uh, movie ends, and you're you're ready for them to just, like, fly the, the Millennium Falcon to Tatooine and sit in the bar until Luke shows up in, like, 10 years. Yeah, like, that's, like... Yeah, everything's established. Sometimes the flashback, but you're right, so, like... And this isn't even just like a origin story problem. It's the fact that the origin is they try to cram so much into an origin. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like uh, Han Solo, it's like okay, I don't think we needed to know where his gun came from. Yeah, or his <laughs> he last- went to the gun store. Who yeah, shit? I, I really want to want to make a prequel where someone just goes to a gun store and just buys their iconic weapon. Hey, you have any new guns? Like, oh yeah, that one might work. Oh, cool. You know what? I'll buy that one. It looks pretty good. Uh, we didn't need like his mentor to break apart a sniper rifle and hand him a gun. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? This is so stupid. Like, you could have had multiple movies where he picked up a thing here and there. We didn't mm-hmm. have to cram it into one fucking movie. Um, and also a lot of like his last name, the guy, the fact the guy makes up his last name, that couldn't just be his name. He had to get his name somewhere. It's like, these are questions that nobody fucking cared about. How did, how did, uh, Han Solo get the little scar on the chin? We didn't find that one out. No, we did. Oh, we did. In Last Crusade, when he's whipping the lion. That's how he, Indiana Jones got the scar, but Han Solo also has oh, that same scar. Where did oh, Han right. Solo sorry, get the sorry. scar? I forgot. Yeah, I how, need did these. Han, how did Han Solo get the scar? That's a flaw. We need 10 more movies uh, yeah. to explore that. Like, I'm sure that there's they're coming out in Star Wars. They're making that, like, original, the first Jedi or something. Is, and I, I, my my gut tells me it's going to be fucking Yoda. Yoda is going to be the original Jedi and it's going to be oh, like, where did Yoda st- come from? It would be fucking stupid, but it's like, what do people know about Star Wars? They know about Yoda. Let's fucking make Yoda be in there. <sighs> and like uh, in the, in the prequels, having Anakin build C-3PO for some fucking reason. It's just like, yeah, they, that- they couldn't have just like worked on the same ship in the, in the one movie. Yeah. You know what? The, like the prequel, the prequels suck, but 
the the C-3PO thing was stupid. That's more of just like a prequel in general problem. Yeah. But they at least tried to space it out over three movies. But then you get to the third one and it's like. Again, uh, they have to like. The third one, like the last ad is like, oh, now he's bad. And now, now he's in lava and now he's in his robot suit. And, and that's it. Like we, we wrapped it all up. I'm like, I would have liked to have seen that throughout the whole movie. Not like the last 20 minutes of what you actually wanted to see. I mean, yeah, it would have been cool to see a whole movie of Anakin, like fighting Jedi and stuff. And then slowly like getting into the suit and whatnot. Instead of just like, Oh, movie's done. Wrap it up. All right. Now he's in the robot suit. James Earl Jones. Okay. We're done. It's like, okay. You kind of rushed the thing we were all wanted to see and gave us bullshit for two and a half movies before that. And uh, here you go. Like Obi-Wan's going to go to Tatooine. Yoda's going to Dagobah. Luke is going to be dropped off with his parents. Like everything is again, it's set up like nothing happened for the last 20 years. Oh, uh, uh, Padme is dying because she's sad. Oh, (laughs) she didn't, she didn't know she had, she was having twins, but she thought of two names right away. Yeah. She was just like, oh, Luke, Leia. I'm like, you pulled those names out of your ass. Where did you get those from? (laughs) Yeah. So stupid. Oh, oh. And then, oh, uh, then Qui-Gon. Yoda's just like, oh, by the way, I talked to Qui-Gon. We could be ghosts now. It's like, that's, (laughs) can we, wait, wait, that's something I feel like should have just always been a thing or you should have maybe built up to that. That's kind of a weird thing to rush in your fucking origin there. (sighs) But. There's a more recent one, Tab. Okay. The last Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Captain Jack Sparrow. What, 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 what did you assume his origin was? Uh, he was a pirate? Yeah, his dad was a pirate. We know his dad was a pirate. So he's a pirate. Uh-huh. And he just was a pirate. He worked his way up to captain, probably lost the boat and his outfit. Right. You think that's just stuff. He travels the world. And he just picks up stuff for his yeah. outfit. Right. Wrong. While he was on a boat with his dad, uh, some, I guess they were the Spanish or whatever, were attacking them. And then he needed to get their attention to lead him into a trap. So he went into the crow's nest and flapped his arms like a sparrow. And they're like, wow, he's acting like a sparrow. And then he leads him into the thing. And then that day, the captain of his ship died and he gave him the compass that leads him to stuff. And then his classic outfit, his classic outfit, right? Everyone on the boat, have since he saved their lives, they each gave him a piece of their outfit. And that's how he got his name, his compass, how he became captain and how he got his outfit all in 30 minutes. That is insane. Instead of a lifetime of adventures, it's just in 30 minutes, he was Captain Jack Sparrow. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. The compass, finding the compass might be an interesting thing. Yeah. But to then, again, do all of it. We got to like, oh, you dress him up. Now, now you're ready to be, now you're ready to show up in uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie as Johnny Depp. Yeah. I just, I never wanted to know where his Alfred came from. I think the third movie, they say that braid is like part of the piece of eight or whatever. So that has a bit of an origin, but everything else, I'm like, I don't care about any of that. He has a bandana. I'm like, yeah, because he's like on the water. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where'd he get this jacket? I don't know. A jacket merchant at some point in the last 20 years of being a pirate. I don't know if you know this, but like, you know, it rains in the ocean. He probably wants to keep dry and it's like, oh, where did he get? Uh, but why does he like wear all this jewelry? It's like, cause pirates don't have to 
deal with polite society and they can wear whatever the fuck they want. It's just so stupid. This rushed origin. I'm, I'm so fucking tired of it. It's so annoying. It It, it is. It's like, mm. it's the writers kind of, uh, they think they're so clever with those yeah. things. They're like, oh yeah, <laughs> we came up with her. Han Solo got his gun. How about that for some cool shit? And, yeah. it, and it's like, wh- and when you see the interviews behind the scenes, of these directors and things, and they talk about those, you know, the prequel mm-hmm. movies or origin stuff, they're always like, yeah, we finally like answered some questions about this character. Like we don't need to know. Wait, why did John Wick put all his guns in that trunk and put it in his, under the floor in his basement? I don't no, fucking we- care. It was a cool scene to see him hammer the fucking yeah. thing out and pull this box full of guns out. I, I thought it was, I thought it made sense to me. He retired and he kept them in there in case of an emergency. Like yeah. I didn't. Yeah. But uh, you know, they're, they wanted, they're doing this um, Winston show or what's it? No, it's just called uh, the, Continental. the Continental. Yeah. And it's like, I don't fucking care. I, I mean, mm. I'll probably watch it. I'll torrent it and watch it because uh, I think the universe is interesting, but it's like, yeah. how did Winston become the the head of the Continental? Hey, the old guy retired and then they, yeah. he got Worked hired. Hey, so you get a job. Like it's just <sighs> his fucking job. We don't need, and they'll, they'll like, I'm sure they'll over explain where the coins come from and where the mm. markers come from and like the rules of shit. And it's just like, Oh, None of that I, matters. Yeah. I thought of another one. Uh, so there's two Texas Chainsaw prequels. There's the prequel to the remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is like fine because it's basically like the family figures out they can kill people to eat because their town's dying. And like the, the and that one isn't too bad. Like Leatherface is already kind of like a fucked up dude, murderer mm-hmm. or whatnot. Uh, he decides to, he learns how to wear a face, I guess, in that movie. But then they made that movie Leatherface from 2017, which no one fucking saw. Spoiler, it's the worst one. Um, I don't know if you know about this movie, Tab, but the whole movie, it's a mystery. Because it's, uh, you find out that little Leatherface got sent to an insane asylum as a kid. And then years later, they, they, they changed all the kids' names so there's a group of kids who escaped the insane asylum. You got to guess which one is Leatherface. Tab, it's the most obvious thing in the world. Because, well, one of them is a woman. So you can factor that out. Uh, the other one is an insane guy who's going around talking all the time, shooting people. Uh, that doesn't sound like him. Yeah. Then there's uh, the, the fat mute. Who's too obvious. It's too obvious. The fat mute. You're like, mm-hmm. now nah, that's a, if this is a mystery, that's too on the nose. And then there's just the, just the nice guy who wants everyone to be okay. And he really cares about the girls. Like, Oh, that's Leatherface. That's Leatherface. Does it act like Leatherface for the entire movie tab? But when he finally gets reunited with his family. Now he's Leatherface. Yeah. He, his face gets like mangled and he loses the ability to speak. And they're like, don't worry. We'll put this leather mask to keep your face together. And they're like, by the way, remember when you were used to be a killer? Well, you could be a killer again. How about you kill that girl with a chainsaw? And it was like in the last 10 minutes. And you're like, what What the fuck was the point of any of this? They were just a bunch of fucking psychos in like the desert. Like I didn't care about Leatherface's origin either time. Uh, but definitely not the second time. The second time it was super rushed. Uh, and like I said, most of it's a whodunit, but it's like so obvious who like their face is the entire time. Yeah. (sighs) The the need to answer those questions is just like, and the, and the whole prequelitis that we have going on. Yeah. You know, it's, 
I, I'm I'm kind of over origin stories in general. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I've we've seen enough superhero story stories that even like a superhero that I don't know anything about, like the Blue Beetle. Yeah. If you know, he he got his like Beetle thing from space. I, I don't give a shit. Just yeah. show him like doing the hero stuff. Like I'm so tired of. Oh, look, then Superman crashed on Earth, and then he mm. got, like, raised by the Kents, and then he became Superman when he goes to the city. It's just like, yeah, 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 I, I, got, I got all that. Yeah. I've seen it, you know, 17 times. Let's just jump into him doing Superman stuff already. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mind, like, if they do, like, a brief recap in the beginning, just summing up everything. Like, all right, get people up to speed uh, if they change something specific for this universe. But, yeah, we don't need a full origin story for the big ones anymore. Yeah. Like we've got it covered. Yeah, I uh, mean they're all basically the same. Yeah, yeah. How did I? How did Iron Man be, make the Iron Man suit? He fucking made it. Yeah, that's just, just now he flies and shoots lasers. Yeah. All right, cool. That's what they're doing. Um, you know they they're trying to bring they're bringing Captain Kirk into the Strange New World show for some fucking reason. Oh, we're getting another Kirk origin. Yeah, another and, one. <laughs> and it's just like. Why? And also it doesn't make any sense because he only met Captain Pike twice, but none of you people know that because you didn't fucking watch the show. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm so funny. tired of this nostalgia mining. It is funny that they're going to try and like both times now they're trying to make this whole like relationship between Kirk and Pike. But when you watch the original series, it's like they they barely know each other. They probably, they, bumped, they, they probably they bumped met, into each other a few times. But uh, in the episode, The Menagerie, yeah, which is a they took the cage and they filmed a framing story around yes. it of Spock's court martial. Uh, we meet Pike and he's in his like robot chair. One yeah. blink for yes, two blinks for no. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking of South Park. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and in that, Kirk says, "I met. I've only met uh, Fleet Captain Pike twice. Yeah, and once was when he took command of the Enterprise, and once was sometime prior to that." Mm-hmm. And so it's not like they were best buds or he was some mentor. It's just like this was I mean, it's like you if you work in a, a store or, you know, and you're the, the general manager of a store and there was a general manager there before you. And maybe you met them when they like left and you got hired or you like cross trained for a week or something. But yeah. it, like the person who had my job before me, never met him, never talked to him, never even yeah. sent an email. He was gone by the time I was interviewing. And yeah. they like, that's it. Yeah. I, 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 we, we have no relationship other than the we fact have that to we both them. had the same title at some point. It's so stupid. Ugh, I'm tired yeah. of it. I'm tired of <sighs> forced origins. Ugh. And doing and and doing them quickly and shoddily in a way that yeah. is it if doesn't unfold like or- naturally. If you're doing like an origin movie, I'm a little okay with it. Unless it's like a prequel origin. If you're like, if it's just like the beginning of a new, ch- like Batman Begins, it's mm-hmm. like a beginning of its own thing. Yeah. But if it's like a prequel origin, then I'm just like, did I care about any of this? Did I want to know any of this? Oh, you know who does this a lot are the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, Because yeah. like when they introduce these villains, they want to have them have, be tied into the yeah. other stuff. And so then they'll, like Jason Statham, they make it where he was the one who killed Han in 
Yeah. And, and they, so that's all tied together. But then they retcon that yet another time where Han gets rescued by Kurt Russell. And so, like, we've gone back to this nexus point in, in Tokyo Drift where Han mm-hmm. dies now three times to retcon what happened to make it fit with the new movie. And so, like, in the 10s the coming out now, yeah. Jason Momoa is the bad guy. And to tie it back into the last good one, it's they're like, like they he's stole the his son sa- yeah. of the guy in five. And he was there when his father was killed and I'm just like who fucking cares <laughs> yeah, I don't care about any of those like they, they put out that movie The Kingsman the Kingsman prequel Yeah, I, I still haven't seen it I was just it, like I'm I like, watched I, it in two sessions because it took forever I'm like I didn't really enjoy the second one the second one got like really stupid yeah and they did like I don't I wouldn't have killed off all the characters in your second movie um, which I thought was weird uh, but yeah, then they did the King's man. I'm like, well, why do I care? Because the origin of this secret society, it's going to lead up to them just being assholes who try to destroy the world with Samuel Jackson. So I'm not really invested. Although I keep seeing the video on YouTube where they introduce Hitler, like a Marvel MCU ending. I'm like, that's kind of funny where they're like, his name is Hitler. And they, they pretty much filmed it like an MCU ending, like an after credits thing. I'm like, that is probably the only clever thing of that movie. And I watched it and I'm good. Yeah. It's the movie's like three hours long. Yeah. And it, the answer is just that they like, they were doing their stuff at the Kingsman Taylor shop. And so that, that's why they're called that. Oh, oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. We, we got it. Awesome. I, Tab, I was so upset the first two movies. I'm like, why are they called the Kingsman? Where did these why? spies come from? Why are they in a tailor shop? Oh, like, I don't, I don't care. I, that just seems like a front company. Like, I, I'm aware of uh, false fronts, and I assume that was one. I don't yeah. think we... At no point did they ever explain, did they ever like sit you down in any of the James Bond movies and go like, Mm. James Bond doesn't actually work for Universal Exports. Universal Exports is the name that they use to cover up the fact that he's actually working for MI6. You just accept that when he shows up and he's like, I'm a, you know, Bill Swanson from Universal Exports. You're like, that's an alias in a fake company. No, no, Tab, we need a movie set in like the 50s where Universal Exports are like, you know what? Queen, we will be your secret agents because we're so good at exporting and we know the world, I guess. Like, we need that, Tab. We need that. And it all has to be done in one day. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll all, yeah I'll get done in one day, too. Yeah. The, uh, I, I, the next yeah. James Bond movie will be an origin story again. Yeah. Mr. A, that'll be the guy who owns exports. So you could build up the M. Uh, <laughs> Mr. A. He wakes up one day like time to go to the export company. It's like, oh, no, I discovered communists are up to no good. I got to tell the queen. And that's how MI6 gets made. Oh, yeah. What a miserable. What a miserable trope that they've added into movies. Yep. I hate it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, uh, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time. This episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by. That guy sounded scared to do that stinger. <laughs> it, it's supposed to be like ASMR. Oh, okay. Didn't come off as ASMR. It just came off as someone being really scared. Uh, well, my first news story is from Japan. Okay. Um, it's a, 
it's really weird because like every so often in my mind, the scamdemic ended like two years ago. Yes. And, but they're like, we just came out of our state of emergency. Mm-hmm. You can, you'll be able to enter the United States as of Thursday without a vaccine mm-hmm. um, for the first time in two years. The, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff is, is like only just now ending, which just seems shocking to me. And in Japan, they are offering training sessions to help people prepare for life after masks. Teaching oh. you again how to smile. Oh. Yeah. This Sunday Is- morning, there was a <laughs> training session in Yokohama, which I just thought was a tire company. Uh, I didn't realize it was a town. The day before an overhaul of mask wearing guidelines in hopes of preparing for the a new normal. Now it's now it's now not having masks is new normal. Yeah. Remember when remember the mask with the new normal and it was that like was the no, new normal. No, 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 no. This is not normal. And it's yeah. not normal as evidenced by the fact that we're now back to normal, which is not wearing shit on your face. But yeah. uh, so now and now it's new normal, not have it. The Japan government lifted their mask guidance on Monday. But after three years of the scamdemic, some people feel a need to practice their smiles and facial expressions before they take them off in public. This all reads like, you know, insane, insane people, Wait, insanely practice, damaged people. Practice smiles. Everyone, unless you're like, fucked in the head or have muscle failure everyone can smile i just my nieces are like eight months old and they're smiling because it's just something again unless you have some kind of condition it's just something you can do i don't think you need to be retaught how to smile ever i'm doing it right now that's ableist tony (laughs) no i I disavow what you're saying i excuse the ones who have legitimate issues like i said if they have some like muscle issue or some disability i'm just talking I don't think anyone in the world who can smile normally will wear a mask and then forget how to smile. I don't think that's possible. The article goes on to like describe in detail how the thing goes. So they're they're standing and they they limber up with some tension relieving stretches. Then they sat back down and were directed to lift their handheld mirrors to eye level. They gaze into their reflections as they listen to the instructor at the front who asked them to flex various parts of their faces in order to get the warmest and brightest expression of happiness. Uh, Kiko Kawano, a radio personality turned entrepreneur, spends her days running two companies, Igaoku, which translates as smile education in English, and the Igao Trainer Association. She emphasizes the importance of Igao, which means smiling face in Japanese, and the positive outcomes. So this woman has set up a scam company to teach you how to smile, where she just takes in money and goes like, yes, you know that cut scene in Terminator 2? Yeah. I just imagine all those people like making that weird smile that he does in that. <laughs> you know, I want to join in with this lady. Uh, I just watched that horror movie smile and I just mm-hmm. want to clip when like the evil demon is making people smile and just pretend that those are normal smiles for people. And like, yeah, you want to make sure you're drooling a lot when you smile. That's how people know you're really happy. <laughs> and people are like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I've gotten one here from Dad Cucks. It's a a masturbating bandit in Texas who broke a woman's leg in a violent chase, dodges jail time. Oh! (laughs) An Austin, Texas man pled guilty to indecent exposure and chasing a woman down the street until she broke her leg trying to fight back. It will avoid jail time under a plea deal arranged with the uh, Travis County District Attorney's Office. Antonio Cordero Rios, 35, pled guilty in exchange for 10 years of probation and 200 hours of community service. One of the victim's Apple 
One victim's Apple Watch even captured evidence of the ordeal. Meanwhile, just last month, he had his GPS monitor removed in a connection with a separate pending case <laughs> in which he allegedly exposed himself to a woman and her nine-year-old son in 2021. Okay, that- I'm, I'm sorry. You're going to jail. Like, we let, like we, we let you off the first time, and you couldn't even go a full year before cranking it out and chasing people. Chasing down. Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, what, what just fucking end this dude? Just death squads. Like, so what, what the he, fuck? He, so he just wanted to masturbate in front of someone? I guess. I guess he's some kind of fucking weird pervert. Why did you just, like, go in Omegle? <laughs> Isn't that what they do in Omegle? The 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 kind of chat roulette thing? People are yeah. masturbating all the time. Yeah. I bet you, you if I pull it up, I'll Yeah. We're going to pull up Omegle on stream. Jamie, pull up that Omegle. Let's see if we can <laughs> I was literally about to do it, but then I realized I can't use the webcam for two things. So it'll probably fuck it up. But it probably would have been like dick, 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 dick. Oh, yeah. It's 100% dicks. Yeah. Uh, this is a story from your neck of the woods from last week. And a oh. lot of people have probably already heard it. More than 500 pounds of cooked pasta is found dumped in the woods <laughs> oh in my New God. Jersey. You know what? You know what? If one more fucking person tags me in this story on Twitter, I'm going to blow my mind. Like, I, I, I know. I've, I've seen the pasta in the woods. It's not me. I don't live in Jersey. I'm very close to it. You see, it this? Not- <laughs> you see this? You see this, Tony? You see this? Uh- you see this? You heard about this? <laughs> you heard about this? Uh, yeah, there, there are pictures of all this pasta that's just been dumped in the... Yeah. In the woods, and like the city had to go clean it up, and people are like, "Yeah, the city never fucking cleans up our woods because they're yeah. lazy bastards." So, uh, there's a lot of questions in my mind. Like, uh, this has to be a restaurant or something. Like, how would you make 500 pounds of pasta yeah. and then not, you know, take dozens and dozens of trips out there with like your pot and just dumping pasta in the woods? Yeah, like, what weird. compels a person to do that? I don't, it has to be someone who can make a shit because it all looked like it was kind of fresh. It looked like all the pasta looked like it was made at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone like was making a bunch of pasta for a catering event and then it didn't happen. They're like, what am I going to do with all this pasta? I don't know. Throw it in the fucking woods. Um, I'm assuming they're Italian. Um <laughs> I don't know if you see it. There, there's a bunch of memes with this. And it's like from the Sopranos where the guy's like, Tony, I screwed up. My restaurant made too much pasta. Tony's like, I'll take care of it. It's like dumps in the woods. woods. Yeah. What a weird. Um, yeah. What a weird thing to do to I cook pasta. Want, and I kind of want the police to be like, hey, look, you're not under arrest. We won't do anything. We just want to know why. I just want to know why. <laughs> yeah, that would be an, an excellent. Uh, yeah question to find out yeah let's see uh, i've got one more here from our friend alex mm-hmm. first wild koala co- first <laughs> wild koalas caught and vaccinated against chlamydia oh thank god australian scientists have begun vaccinating wild koalas against chlamydia in an ambitious field trial in New South Wales. The aim is to test a method for protecting the beloved marsupials against a widespread disease that causes blindness, infertility, and death. It's killing koalas because they become so sick they can't climb trees to get food or escape predators, and females can become infertile. Samuel Phillips, a microbiologist at the University of Sunshine Coast, who helped develop the vaccine. Are the koalas giving it to each other? Where? How did chlamydia get into the koala they, chain? I, I think it's like a 
koala version of chlamydia. Maybe it's like a very similar thing. Uh, here's the thing. I, I, I love koalas, but they deserve to die. Um, they, they suck. Uh, they're cute to look at. They make funny sounds when they're scared. They go, ah, uh, but they, uh, they're kind of like pandas where they keep eating stuff that's not healthy for them. And yeah. their bodies have tried to adjust to this like unhealthy like diet and their brains are way too smooth. Uh, so that's why like they look super confused. Like they're not smart animals. Uh, they, they, they're full of STDs. They can't really, they barely can survive in the wild. Like nature is trying to kill them and we keep stopping nature from trying for to some kill reason. Them. Yeah. For some, uh, it's like, it's like guys, it's, it's done. The koalas, they're done. They're done. I mean, they're yeah. cute. They're adorable. They're fun to look at, but they're kind of idiots. It's their time to go. Like when Australia was on fire, like we got to save the koalas. Like, I don't know. Do we? <laughs> do we? I feel like we've done a lot for the koalas. Like, I feel what like the koalas gonna, done for us. Jack shit. Like, it's going to suck if like we lost all the dinosaurs, but like millions of years from now, we still have fucking koalas. It's like, really? What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, the uh, he added this comment. I ask you, is this really what humans should be spending their time on? Koalas are notoriously stupid. They only yeah. need one thing, and only if the eucalyptus is still on the tree. If it falls on the ground, they won't touch it. Yeah, they're idiots. Maybe it's just time to give up on them. Don't this get me like, started on pandas. I fucking hate pandas. Yeah, panda pandas are stupid too. Because like, if they have like twins, they'll only pick one over the other. So yeah. they have to like hide one twin from the mom and swap them out. So parents, and it's like, you know what? At some point it's like, just, just let them go. Like they're not, I get if it's like man that's interfering, but there are some animals that just naturally can't yeah, adapt. And this, yeah. yeah. This is not like koalas aren't dying out because of deforestation or, yeah. or like the, and pandas too. This is nature saying we don't fucking want you like the yeah. dodo. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, well, that's that's our news, and this is Riketa been... News Network is definitely not fake news, and that takes care of our legal obligations this week. But you know, it doesn't take care of Tony. What's that, Tab? Our koala death squads. <laughs> and if you want to help our koala death squad, you can our visit us at koala death squad. <laughs> You can visit us at subscribestar.com slash HWIDG, tip.hwidg.com, and patreon.com slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode and our mini-sodes uh, with our little small gripey bits. We have our $2 tier. Where we throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. We have our $5 bonus tier. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. Buck and Chaco recorded one of those this morning. Okay. I'll edit and get out that I was supposed to be a part of, but I was uh, extremely hungover. So, I <laughs> uh, and then we have our ten dollar tier. We do monthly. Our, we do our movie commentaries. Um, we're doing a lot of those this summer. Once, it's been I'm a just, minute since we've done one. We should do one again. I'm just trying to get to May twenty second, May twenty fourth, May twenty fourth. Everything just becomes fucking smooth ass sailing. It's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for for until September eleventh, and then it's gonna be a shit show again. Yeah, it, September 11th is famous for being a shit show. Yeah. Uh, tap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And then we have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can ask for a special, like we had a, a spite producer tier uh, request to have a channel just for talking about Star Wars to keep it out of all of the other channels. <laughs> and I got to absolutely agree. That was a great idea. I, I needed that channel because I don't care about Star Wars. And then today I logged into Discord on the soundboard computer and it's like, I just assumed there was no conversation happening. And yeah. it was like, there's a lot of conversation happening in this channel. And I was like, huh, people are talking about Star Wars. Neat. And then I mm-hmm. muted it on this computer as well. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you to all our patrons, big and small, for supporting the show. Without your generous support, we would not be still doing the show. So thank you to everyone who's donated on. Uh, tip.hwidg.com mm-hmm. uh, all our supporters on Patreon our supporters on Subscribestar I should probably like get us on to back.by at some point yeah too. I gotta figure out how to get on there soon yeah I'll text Dick and tell him not to let you on oh Jesus <laughs> yeah uh, anyway well <laughs> let's get back into some issues here's what I don't get the writer's strike Oh, yeah, I don't get it either. They really just got to pay those writers so we can get another season of She-Hulk. Am I right? No, they need to pull a Ronald Reagan and fire all those fucking writers. And oh. and then and then we can like round them up onto trains because they all love like train travel so much. And we can take them to like a to a camp and they can go be in that camp for the rest of their lives. That's my that is what I think the writer like. I cannot fucking stand Hollywood writers anymore. The this is this is such a tremendously bad idea. This is going to be so great for you two. If they can extend the if they like if the motion picture people hold firm and the the writers hold firm and they can't come to an agreement for like 6 months. The longest one in history was in the 80s. It was 21 weeks, not quite 6 months, but I bet if yeah. you, 6 months of no new content on streaming platforms uh, or shows and movies getting fucked by or, yeah, now. shows and movies getting all fucked up like the YouTube, the streaming stuff like your channel, like people just watch that instead. And then yeah. once they've moved on, they will not go back because like they're there. So they're and their demands are fucking stupid this time around. The, the last one in 2007. They wanted more residuals from DVD sales because they're like, we, we're, getting, we're not getting enough money when you sell things on DVD. Mm. And that that was like such a disaster for media, that whole fucking writer strike, because what ended up happening was um, the, the we were still in legacy television mode. You had to yeah. have content to pump out. So they like reality TV took over because yeah. you didn't need a writing staff. It's like, ah, oh, we put, you know, eight retards in this house and put a bunch of cameras on them. And when they fucking freak out at one another, we like point and laugh and that's mm. our show. And so there was just a huge explosion in that. And then that, con- that content became so easy you know, you, you film for a month and then you like all the jobs in the editing room to make a story happen. Like no. those, those shows became super easy. And that's why TLC and the history channel, like all of those channels lost their unique identity and shifted to this like reality TV talking head style of show that you there didn't need to write. I know anymore. there are people I know who don't know that TLC stands for the learning channel. Yeah. Cause they, they had no idea. Like, that's yeah. what it stands for. I'm like, yeah, because they used to play like 
documentaries and stuff and like, how to's yeah yeah nature stuff like it wasn't always honey boo boo and whatever the fuck is on it yeah my, my 500 pound life yeah yeah so the and then the con the quality of the content they're putting out holy shit mm. i mean then i have not seen a tv show in the last 10 years that's watchable outside of reacher mm. like that was, and and I w- even walked into that thinking like, well, how are they going to fuck this one up? But they did a, <laughs> a relatively good job. And so the writing rooms have expanded to, you, know, you don't have like one visionary or like a small team. It's like mm. a dozen people working on things. They're all trying to get their shit in. The TV shows become so crammed with agenda, they completely lose sight. And then they're like, yeah, we need more money. One of the their demands this time around is they want a mandatory minimum number of writers on a show. So like, oh, you, no. yeah, yeah. It, and even if the, there's no, and a mandatory minimum number of writers and a mandatory minimum, how much, how long they'll be on the job. Yeah. So if you like hire them for a show and then it gets canceled, like it, it get, doesn't get picked up and it gets canceled mid season there, they want to get paid for a whole season of show, even though they're not writing anymore. <sighs> They want to be able to like pack the writers' rooms with more peoples to pay into the WGA guild dues, uh, yeah. just to have them around. And so you like the time of these small scale shows like Breaking Bad, mm. that is over. Like that show yeah. will never be- happen again because you can't have that like very small creative directing team. Because yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we need five people on to write for the show, and then you'll have some fucking dumb asshole in there. Like, what if Walter White was, uh, you know, what if he talked about how everyone should wear seatbelts? Yeah, and and you end up with that kind of, you end up with like RoboCop with his seven hundred directives going. Like that is what t- that's what media is today is the RoboCop with the seven hundred directives driving him nuts <laughs> and like talking about smoke. We got to talk about smoking. We got to talk about. I want to have. Um, Picard have a pit bull because I believe in pit bulls. Like Patrick Stewart, you're a fucking moron. And Uh, go ahead. No, I'm looking at it here. Um, So I'm thinking like you were talking about how like there's just too many writers and not like one creative vision. Um, I really liked uh, the Haunting of Hill House miniseries. Mm -hmm. And I know he's marching in these protests, but Mike Flanagan was the creator of it. And he's the primary writer on most of the episodes. There were like a few other writers who like helped write. Uh, And that series was really good because he was like the guy in charge. And then they did the follow up Haunting of Bly Manor where there's like way more writers. And that Mm -hmm. show fucking sucked. That show was it was not as good as the first one. Um, It was definitely overthought. They try to work in a lot of shit. It was. Yeah, they they dropped the ball. Yeah. So they're they're. You know, they want to get a bigger cut of the streaming money and mm. it's it's just and I just hate them because they have like the cushiest job on the planet. They're complaining about how uh, so the the current agreement doesn't cover people writing for streaming services. OK, uh, so like they're like John Stewart's daily show on Apple TV plus those writers are getting paid less than the writers for someone who like the writers for Colbert because it's for broadcast television. That's not fair. And it's like, yeah, uh, are any of them good? No, like none of none of your shit is good enough to warrant you. And this I'm saying this as a person who is a member and, and ran a union. Yeah, I unions exist only to protect the lowest common denominator. So, 
like with the union in Tulsa, there were a full third of those people were fucking useless, just fucking useless. Top mm. of the list, bottom of the list, just worthless. But they're all getting protected under the same thing. And so you end up just having to like carry that dead weight around. And then you have the the middle third of people who like are a neck down. They're just a body that's there and they can follow directions. And then you have like a very, sm the upper third of people who kind of know what they're doing are willing to ask questions. And those are the kind of people that they like march out and they go like, Oh, check, you know, these writers deserve more. Remember your favorite yeah. TV shows from 2007 that were great. And it's like, yeah, but also everyone else is also going to get paid more. So you're just going to keep on churning out shit after shit after shit I didn't shit know about series. that. I didn't know about that minimum number of writers. Like that's a bad idea. It's a super bad idea. And it's there, just, it will just raise the cost of all productions. There's already a problem of too many writers for something. Like a lot of these big budget movies, like, you know, they start off with one writer and then the producer will be like, Oh, we need something different. Let's get some more writers in there. And like every movie, there's probably ghost writers that we don't know about. There's probably like yeah. 10, 15 people writing these goddamn movies. Um, and it's just like, there's just too many ideas. They all get scattered. It's better when it's like one singular vision mm -hmm. or if it's just like a few a duo, people. like the, you know, people that work well together, like Christopher Nolan and, uh, yeah. uh the, yeah. And his brother and, um, David Goyer, David Goyer, like those yeah. three collaborate well and, and but they and they're able to make a thing. But yeah, you watch these TV shows and mm. it'll be like written by it and there'll be eight names on an episode. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a 45 minute episode. How long? How many of, could you fucking people do? And like you watch older shows, you watch shows from the 90s and it'll be like teleplay by a name and mm. and story by and a name. And sometimes it's yeah. like the same person did both. And sometimes mm. like this guy came up with the story, like the, the overarching plot. And this guy wrote all the dialogue yeah. and you're like, and those shows are all good. They stand yeah. the test of time more so than any of the shit we're seeing now. Yeah. And so, and I just, I fucking hate these writers cause they like, they get up on their fucking high horse and lecture down to me about like, I'm bad and all this shit's bad. And their product is like going down, 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 down in quality. No. And then they're like, we deserve more, 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 more money. And it's like, well, you're not making anything better. I don't even know why you guys have a fucking union. It's not yeah. like, you know, union should have, should be for, for skilled trades and something where you could possibly die and yeah, that's working the thing. to like, protect the unions were kind of formed when like you would work at a job where you could probably die that day. If shit wasn't like, like up to like, like you needed like a union to protect you against that shit. Yeah. Uh, the, so you're not worked to death or put so, like there is that. Like, I don't know if the writers, I don't know. Working in a fucking coal mine. I mean, like that's, yeah. that is what they think that they are. They think that they're some kind of fucking heroes and you're not like you're clowns, you're jesters and you don't deserve more money. The mere fact that you have to unionize and you you're putting in this, this mandatory minimum stuff so that you can pack the writer's room with more, like more people speaks to the fact that you you actually don't deserve more you deserve less yeah you know it's not helping um even if like you're like for them or whatnot they all have the signs where they're trying to write witty things and none of them yeah. are witty or funny i'm like you're putting out like that sign if i were to read like oh and then there's a laser thingy uh star wars if there wasn't a writer or something it's just like that wasn't funny none of these signs are funny or witty 
you guys are writers and you want to be paid more, right? Can these mm-hmm. be like funnier and wittier? These all suck. Yeah, and all these people are like, I stand with the writers, blah, 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 blah. It's like, why? What's the last good movie you saw? Like, the last thing that was actually good. Yeah. What, when, what's the last TV show that, that you know, resonated in your mind for longer than 10 minutes after you turned it off? Like, the, they have just been, the last five years of content has just been, like, trash just fucking trash after trash after trash and there's so much of it that there's you like find so there's either there's the couple of things that come out that are really really exceptionally mm-hmm. good and then there's just it's in this sea of mediocrity that is just to fill the the content bu- bubbles in Netflix or HBO Max or whatever so that you could they can be like look at we have all this content on here and like mm. Netflix is like yeah we have thousands of movies and they don't mention that about a third of them are Bollywood films that nobody fucking wants to watch <laughs> but uh, our catalog has 10,000 movies in it um, I will say the best movie I've seen this year I feel like you would definitely hate it but Bo is afraid one writer the director is also the writer it has a unique vision, a consistent thing the whole time. And I'm like, okay, imagine if there were like four or five writers there mm-hmm. like wanting to add, like maybe it's already a long ass movie. And they're like, oh, we got to have this message in there and this and this, and we got to do this. It's like, no, I like when there's less writers and one clear vision. Like, I, I tend to think that you shouldn't be a writer and a director. I think that, that like having two, so that being two separate people, like, mm. Because a perfect example of this is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is a massive piece of shit. And it's because James Gunn fully wrote it and directed it, whereas the first one, it was written by him and a lady. Mm. And I think that, like, diversity, that collision of ideas made that movie much better than the... And so now the third one's out, and it's like... I, I, on top of not having any fucking interest in anything, any of the superhero movies anymore, I absolutely don't have anything, any interest in what James Gunn's doing because I kind of fucking hate him. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, he's just like, he's just a, a twat. <laughs> I don't hate the guy, but uh, yeah, I'm looking at a, because Guardians 3 is getting really good uh, reviews compared to a lot of other Marvel things. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Written by James Gunn. Now let's pull up Shang-Chi's writing credits. Okay. Screenplay by Dave Callahan, Destin Daniel Cretton, Andrew Landman. Screen story by Dave Callahan, Destin Daniel Cretton, uh, Shang-Chi, blah, blah, blah. It's like five other writers. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, that, that movie sucked. That movie was actually kind of fucking terrible. <sighs> yeah, yeah, so I, I, I can't imagine being a person that has like consumed modern media and being like, yeah, these people deserve this. Mm. They, they deserve more money. They deserve more residuals on the streaming. And cause it's like one of the, the things in there about the, I don't I think it was the 2007 one was that they wanted the DVD sales mm. residuals to be increased because it helped for times when you were unemployed mm. to, to have that income. And I was like, yeah, if you were a good writer, you yeah. wouldn't be unemployed. Yeah. I, 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 I working in a creative industry, 
with a skill set that is in demand and also that I'm good at, mm. I, I can go work anywhere. Like I can show up and be like, I know how to mix sound and then show that I know how to mix sound. And then I can get more jobs from just doing that yeah. one job. Yeah. If you're a good writer that, and it's like, Oh, Hey, yeah, you've been writing on this big TV show and I, it's really good. I would like to bring you over to this other TV show that we're starting or add you into a crew mm. that is pre-existing. But if you're a shitty writer, they're going to be like, uh yeah, we'll call it. Don't call us, we'll call you. Yeah. It's so it's it's like there's a there's an admission of terribleness in there. And mm. as they've like the as I've talked like the sewage of more and more shows that come out and more and more writers that aren't doing a good job, it it's like you, you do you do we need more of you people? Do we really mm. need more of you people? And they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to if someone's working, we're not going to allow them into the guild and like animators. It's just, it's so fucking tiresome. And it's, it's they're just going to shoot themselves in the foot because there are other contents. There are other avenues for content that are not, that don't need a team of writers. Also, like also, uh, not to side with scabs, but like everyone's kind of broke right now. And I bet you there's a writer that'll be like, yeah, I'll write that for whatever you pay me. Like I'm, I'm Ubering right now. So literally any money will do. I will, I will write for whatever you want to pay me. I'm working three jobs. I don't care. I just need the goddamn money. Uncle Buck is here. Oh shit. Yeah. I'm at work. I was, I was actually just watching. Okay. Oh, oh okay. He's just watching. Well, I'll remove him. So he doesn't get doxxed. <laughs> yeah. I, so over writers and mm. I'm so over Hollywood. Like I, I, as I talked about after watching John wick four, I, I don't think I'll ever go to a movie theater ever again. I, I um, there, there's, there's really nothing that I think would make me want to go to a movie theater ever again. And I don't want to watch any modern content. Like I was, I had mash on today while I was doing laundry and cleaning the house and stuff. And yeah. I was like, this show is great. The show ended fucking 40 years ago. Actually, sorry, speaking of writer's strike, have you seen them attacking Jenna Ortega? No, I, I hate Jenna Ortega also. Okay, well, uh, she went out and she basically was like, yeah, so for the Wednesday show, you know, I didn't agree with a lot of the writing for my character. They had me do stuff that I think didn't fit the Wednesday character. So I had like, I asked for like different rewrites and I did other stuff, stuff that happens on like almost every movie. Mm -hmm. There are writer, there are actors that will ad lib or change things to fit what they think is right with the character. And as long as it's approved by the director, it's fine. But like now the people on the writer's strike are like attacking her. And it's just like, well, yeah, I listened to what she said and what you guys were writing was kind of bullshit. By the way, writers of Wednesday, all you did was just take Wednesday Adam and put it in your weird Harry Potter fan fiction. Like you reworked the character <laughs> to be a Harry Potter cash grab. So you're not really winning it. Like, like, Oh, Jenna Ortega is being mean to us. We really made that show what it was. I'm like, what a Harry Potter ripoff starring Wednesday Adams. A good job. I tab. I could have never thought to do that. Oh, by the way, tab, I'm, I'm writing a new movie, but in addition to the Superman movie, I'm writing mm -hmm. Kathleen Kennedy called me. To, to make a Star Wars movie. Uh, and it's about it's about young Luke Skywalker. And he goes to moisture farm school. And he gets in a bunch of adventures with his friends. And it turns out this moisture farming school isn't all it seems to be, Tab. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is there a Isn't giant a sandworm that's killing like There's Tuscan the, the, Raider kids? The, the, the one teacher is a bad guy. Yeah, he actually makes the Tuscan Raiders, which I call sand people, bad. Uh, and then Luke finds out from at the school. He actually has a sand person best friend at this school and they go on this adventure. And I guess in between films, he just stops being friends with the sand people. Uh, that That's what I just came up with. I deserve all the money, Tab. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. Because uh, I just came up with this cool, new, fresh concept of putting Luke Skywalker into a fucking Harry Potter ripoff, just you know, like they did. What What's crazy to me on these things, too, is like they'll take all the credit for a, a great show and then mm. they won't take any credit when something's terrible. Like Joss yeah. Whedon, he wrote Alien Resurrections. We, we've talked about that. In the, uh, yeah. And. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, they did the script that I, because he had like, he shit, shat on it for a long time. And then the yeah. age of the internet, this actual script came out. And they're like, well, they shot your script, Joss. And yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, they shot it, but they did it all wrong. Like, this was wrong. And this was like, no, your script's just kind of fucking stupid. I love Just say, direct- my script is kind of fucking stupid. The director finally fired back at him recently. Yeah, good. Uh, Fuck Joss Whedon. Yeah, here, I want to pull up the quote, because uh, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, Pierre, John Sweden. And then after this, I, I have some of the signs from the writer strike. We, we can read some of their witty signs. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Jean-Pierre Jeanette, he said, uh, oh, God, where's the goddamn quote? Why do they always hide the quote? Oh, I know Joss Whedon said some bad things to me. I don't care. I know if Joss Whedon made the film itself, it probably would have been a big success. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. He's he's very good at making films for American geeks. Something for morons. Because he's very good good at making Marvel films. I hate that kind of movie. It's so silly, so stupid. (laughs) This is after, like, by the way. This is this is from last year. So he was quiet for years while yeah. Joss Whedon was. Now that everyone hates Joss Whedon and his career is like kind of the shitter. I love that job here is like, oh, you know what? Now I'll finally talk about it. Uh, but, but here we go. I got some of the signs here. OK, this guy on the writer's strike, he has a sign that says pencils down three exclamation points. That uh, That's it. Yeah. And the other one says, this isn't 1984, two exclamation points. What the fuck does that mean? And then this this person has a sign going, all uh, underlined, this over less underlined, then 2% circled of billions in profit, exclamation point, question mark. And then they have AMPTP do better, underline, underline. Is yeah, that that's winning the you American over? Motion Pictures. And yeah, it's TP. I don't know what the TP is. Protect residuals, not CEOs. Is this, this winning you over? No. Oh, I, I thought that would win you over. Let's see if I got any more here. Uh, we all know how this story is gonna end. Hmm. I, I I don't. Do you know how it's gonna end? Uh, as I said, I hope it, it ends with a train and a camp. What about this? Your algorithm sucks. I don't even know what the fuck that. Uh, uh, what is? Uh, is it the algorithm for how they decide which shitty Netflix show they're gonna do next? Yeah. Oh, you know how um everyone says uh I'm in my blank era. I'm in that. It's like a current uh, meme from like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Well, this person says we're in our pay me era. 
So they just took a meme that was going around on like Twitter and worked it for themselves. I feel like that's plagiarism. Uh, let's see. Plagiarism is a big problem. Voted up. Yes. Uh, Raiders Guild of America. Secession without writers is just The Apprentice. And look how that worked out. They got a decade. The Apprentice of was a, like the biggest show on TV. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. It got it like a decade. It got a guy of, elected to the presidency. Yeah. Look how that worked out. It's like, yeah, it was a massively successful TV show. They did a celebrity <laughs> version and it got a guy to become president. And even <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger couldn't replicate that success. That level of success. Yeah. It was the, yeah. It, again, reality TV took over after the last writer's strike. And so yeah. my guess is that like, Internet content is going to be what takes over. Why? Especially because everyone's fucking brains are ruined from watching yeah. TikToks. Uh, uh, here we go. For your consideration, a fair contract. <laughs> okay. Uh, honk if you support writers. <laughs> are you going to honk when you go by? <laughs> I'm I'm not going to honk, but I am going to mount the curb. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy is banging a drum. And his shirt says, I'd rather be banging out a script. <laughs> you know what? Compared to everyone else, I feel like the, you know what? This guy, that's give the most all, clever one. That's yeah. the most clever one. And it's prop comedy. <laughs> you know what? Just pay that. Well, I would love if they came out and were like, we're just going to pay one of you. Can the guy with the, the drum come up? <laughs> the <stage>? <laughs> <laughs> you had the funniest shirt. You've got it. Uh, yeah, these are all terrible. And it's like, you're not getting anyone to, like, you're not really showing off your talents. What a bunch of tools. Love is blind and writing ain't free. Cause there's a show called love is blind. Isn't that a reality show? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Well, that's. By the way, no one's mentioned using AI scripts, but they all assume it's coming. So there's a bunch of anti-AI ones. Yeah, that, that is one of their demands is like, we can't, you, you can't use chat GBT to take our job. And it's like, ah, you're yeah. afraid of the coming insurrection, which is that <laughs> yeah. I can just go into chat GBT and be like, yeah, I need a story for a Star Trek episode. And then I can put it into like my AI generated movie content mm. machine and have a movie like rendered out in a week. Here we, here we go, Tab. Do the right thing, but it's W R I T E. Hmm. <laughs> uh, here we go. This this one's very wordy. Our therapists keep saying we have to stand up for ourselves, so here we are. Sorry, I don't. I don't think your therapist. I think your therapist was probably like, "Hey, you bitch about your mom a lot. Maybe just tell her to relax once in a while." I don't think she told you to stop working. Uh, but yeah, so those are all the signs. Um, I like I said, I, I haven't read every, any, everything, but uh, I'm kind of leaning on your side here. Yeah, uh, we, we don't need them anymore. We we can we can just we can just watch all the TV and movies from prior to 2001. Basically, <laughs> there's there's thousands and thousands of hours of content. If they just like put all those old sitcoms on. Netflix and HBO Max and all that shit, and then people mm. could could take them off of that and put them on the internet for me to torrent. I'm happy. Just I'm do happy what the that. tech companies do. Just outsource. Bring people. Give them a work visa. If they ask for money, you just take away the work visa and get them deported. Let's just do that. Yeah, Works couldn't for them. be any worse than what we're doing right now. Yeah, we're gonna be worse for that. 
But so anyway, week mm. one, and uh, yeah, I hope I hope they all get, get a nice train ride out to somewhere. AI is not <laughs> taking your dumb notes. Mm. AI doesn't have the option to turn down your notes. It'll just you just reword it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a weird thing. Productions unaffected. Captain America, New World Order, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, and Good Burger 2. Well, thank God for that. Oh, God. Yeah, that's uh, like a few movies that I would have been excited for like five, six years ago, but now not anymore. And Good Burger 2, I will never watch that movie. For I haven't seen sequels to comedies that I love. I'm not going to see Good Burger 2. Yeah. Yeah. You could come to St. Louis and see the Good Burger car if you want. Oh, I can't wait to see the Good Burger car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently Blade is going to be delayed. Oh, again? By the way, Blade has been delayed like 15 times. Cobra this Kai the- season six? How is that fucking show still going? I have no idea. I fucking gave up on that thing. I saw there's a Pink Lady show. Uh, I guess it's a prequel to Grease. It's like, wow, the... The pink ladies were all racially diverse in the 50s. I guess by the time the movie came, the movie story starts, all those Asians and Indian girls, they just move out of town. That's a weird coincidence. There wasn't any segregation or anything going on yeah, in the yeah, 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were all hanging out together. It's fucking stupid. Uh. <laughs> anyway, well, yep. Fuck the writers, fuck their strike, <laughs> hold all your stupid fucking signs, and then hold them as you get rounded up into the cattle cars. I hate the, all of you. These are the writers that rush out origin stories. That's what I think. That is true, yeah. <laughs> the, like I said, if you made good content, people would be banging down your door to pay you more money. But you don't, mm-hmm. so they don't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. anyway, well, that's it for this week. I'm Tab Burt. And I'm Tony from Hack the Movies. Catch you guys next week. If you want to call into the Here's Where I Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on uh, the Discord under our voicemail upload channel. Hmm. we got one here. We had uh, about a half a dozen voicemails from mom. Uh, not wait. playing. <laughs> wait, mom? It's that person, that random number that's like calling and giving us grocery lists. <laughs> They're still calling? Still calling, yeah. <laughs> Here's what I don't get. Overly elaborate email signatures. These dumb motherfuckers love to put all these images on their signature, so every email you send, and they make sure all the guys and forwards have it too, has almost a page of random graphics and advertisements for the company. So, whenever I want to print out an email from a co-worker, I have to print out 37 pages for about a page worth of content. God fucking damn it. Okay, boomer. Who's fucking printing emails? Yeah, what the fuck? Also, not so not so much on the mic. Let's, let's step back from the mic a little bit. Uh, I do hate that. Like, you, you get those overinflated uh, mm. 
it's like their their job title and it's like three job titles and then their fucking phone number, their email and the address of the place that they're emailing from and their pronouns and all this other stupid shit. And it's like, I I know your email. Mm. I just emailed you. Yeah. The only thing that I think is is useful down there is your phone number. Mm -hmm. So that if it's like, ah, this email requires like an instant, let me, let me hit this phone number real quick. Yeah. Give them a call. Uh, here's one for you from April 12th. Oh, what the hell? Scene. Tony from Hack the Movie's apartment. He has brought home a woman somehow, even though she is 600 pounds and smells like chicken grease. She's still willing to go to bed with him. <laughs> Tony brings her into his bedroom, and she sees his headboard. That is a giant Bruce Willis cardboard cutout. Yeah. All right, are you ready to get into this? Tony from Hack the Movie says, if not, we can watch a movie. I have plenty of movies. We can watch anything. The chicken finger lady staring at the headboard. Um, actually, I think I'm just going to go home. Uh, thanks for dinner. Uh, don't call me back. <laughs> and scene. Wow, that guy deserves residuals on that every time you play that voicemail pay that guy that was great writing tab a nickel <laughs> you get a nickel every time you leave a voice yeah the uh so uh, here's some rhinestone news for you uh mm-hmm. the past couple of years on the lightning fast vcr repair set there's been a mm-hmm. copy of rhinestone behind them very prominently yeah. displayed because the movie wants to be found but they recently <laughs> cleaned up the set, uh, and that the tape is now gone. So uh, now, now you have to take the torch and put that copy of Rhinestone on prominent display in your videos, so that we can. Which always, I think have I? I don't know if I've shot an episode since you guys have been here. I don't know. You shot. Well, that I have it on the set. I will make sure video. it is on yeah. display now. <laughs> I was I was very dis- they they posted a thing and they showed them cleaning up the, yeah. the set and I was like no they they took the tape <laughs> anyway well uh, one last voicemail here okay hey guys Denell here's what I don't get uh, people that com- that complain about you having a pickup truck and not being a long bed so uh, yesterday on you know because I like to go look at trucks I looked at the F one fifty subreddit. Somebody has the new F-150 Rattler, which is basically the off-road package for your bottom-of-the-line pickup. And this fucking boomer, one of the top comments is, well, that's a goddamn shame it's not a long bed. It's a fucking four-door with a five-and-a-half-foot bed. And most people don't use pickup trucks for pickup truck shit anymore. People use pickup trucks because they don't want a fucking family SUV because those are for fucking people who have settled down, okay? Pickup trucks are for people who either... Having to live midlife crisis and can't afford a muscle car or people who want to be off the ground and not be compensating, obviously. You know, there's not a problem with having to lift a truck. But uh, stay curious. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really hate pickup trucks in the mm-hmm. since like the year 2000, basically, when they started to become SUVs with like a little cargo area on yeah. the back instead yeah. of because like you can't get a single cab with an eight foot bed anymore. I'm sure you can if you buy like an industrial one, but they're all yeah. these massive monstrosities and you, they don't put the long beds on them because they put a quad cab on there. It's like, just mm. get a fucking SUV. Yeah. But you know, you have these like men that, you know, there's the black truck, uh, 
I have like this black truck theory, which is that despite being only 12% of trucks, black trucks uh, account for 50% of all road rage incidents. That's not actually my my theory on the black trucks. I I notice more aggressive asshole-ish driving the kind the guys that don't want you to pass them for no fucking reason yeah. the people that ride right up your ass to pass you like over aggressive lane changes no. it's always a dude in a fucking black truck a big black lifted truck all blacked out and it's like i'm a big truck i'm gonna do drive around and so they just turned in this fucking mind they used to be pickup trucks used to be for people who had uh like work they mm. needed to do things. Yeah. And now they've become a status symbol, which is why F-150s cost fucking 60 grand. It's so stupid. And they're completely worthless as a work truck because the bed's four feet off the ground. Yeah. And they're not, yeah. Have they brought the, did they bring the Ranger back? They brought the Ranger back. I don't back. know. Yeah. I don't know. This guy in my neighborhood selling like a huge ass fucking pickup truck. But yeah, the back of it is like tiny. It's, yeah. 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 The whole purpose is is, com- and then you like end up throwing a, like a, uh, what's it, uh, one of those toolboxes in the back or something. You just lose bed space all all the yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not a not a truck fan. Not a truck guy. You don't like a truck. If you want to know more about trucks, you should go see the uh, Broadway musical Hands on Hard Body, which is about a hand on a truck contest. Okay, that's uh, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Actually, I probably I think I have a bootleg of the Broadway show, probably <laughs> on my computer somewhere. Anyway, that's it. That's our show this week. Catch Thank you, you for watching, time. everyone. Like, share, and subscribe. Be sure to put their bell icon. Yeah, it really helps in the algorithm. Leave a comment down below if yeah. you like to blow guys. Yeah, this, what else does Mint Salad say? Uh, <laughs> she goes on a whole like memorized speech. <laughs> anyway, that's it. See ya. Goodbye.